Okay, everybody. I wanted to give a report back. So it's not been covered by the lamestream media for obvious reasons, but uh, we've been on strike for a while now. And we finally have won some concessions from management. Um, our union, International Pipe Layers Local 420, just signed a contract <laughs> with management after a 69-day strike. And that's why we're back on the air. So we've won a lot of key concessions from Adam, uh, who's clearly a capitalist pig dog. Uh, yeah, first one. I, I accept. I want to just mention quickly that I accept my position as the bourgeoisie. And I will allow myself to be guillotined when you come and fucking take me, motherfuckers. <laughs> All right. That, that's just always been the limit. So listen. Well, the strike is just Right the is might. And you come and take it, motherfucker. <laughs> I ain't scared. I done my nickel. They come to take me. <laughs> It was a test strike, you know. We had yeah. to we had to check our, our power. We had to ch- check the support we get from the community. Thank you all for for ship posting and our mentions and supporting us. Um, I just want to list a lot of uh, some of the key concessions here. Um, number one, biggest concession we got. I uh, we didn't give any concessions. These are just news. fabrications uh, and propaganda brought about by like non-state media, and we will be returning to state media soon. I think we should also thank the uh, Oklahoman editorial board, whose site is 404, clearly in a solidarity strike with us. <laughs> <laughs> Brief aside on that note, they replied to me when I added them about it and said it was up. It's not up. They lied. <laughs> <laughs> what are you also, if you want to... If you want to read um, stories on the Oklahoman uh, and they make you sign up, you can just do shit at shit.com as your email and they take it. And you can read unlimited stories for free. <laughs> I, I, uh, I, I use Batman at batcave.net because it's fun to me. <laughs> okay, guys. So, so here are these concessions. Uh, number one, big concession. Um, huge change from previous show policy. We can just commit libel uh, without any concern. We cannot get in legal trouble for it. Um, Adam is required we to not committing libel before? <laughs> no, we were never doing that before. Never once. Oh, we ever te- done that. Technically, okay. technically this show is uh, a total fiction uh, wherein uh, we are playing characters and um, there it takes is place in the Red Star Cinematic Universe. Yeah, this is actually we are we are actually occurring in the fictionalized version of Oklahoma that exists in uh, Stephen King's uh, newest novel, The Outsider, uh, where uh, we all live in. Uh, well, well, uh, Parker and Carl live in Cap City. Lassie lives in Flint City, and I live in Oki City because apparently you can't figure out what the name of the fucking towns in the state are, Stephen King. God God damn it! I read a 600-page novel for you. Is is Flint City just pitcher? I I know they're like <laughs> nondescript and have nothing to do with Oklahoma. Like he, the only reason he did that is because he might have had to learn street names if he had set them in Tulsa or Oklahoma City, and so he was just like ah, make up town. I'm surprised he didn't just go with like Derry, Maine, Oklahoma. <laughs> it's 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 it might as well have been that he might as well have said, "Well, this is Salem, Massachusetts. Uh, hey, Oklahoma." All right, what else did we win? Uh, Adam is legally required to provide us with free weed, beer, and cigarettes in the Red Star. Uh, uh, except none of you have medical there. cards, and so it's illegal alive. for me to do that I and stay in Oklahoma. Collecting shortly. <laughs> well, um, nah, so yeah. I can't distribute. Um, uh, uh, huge win! License. Huge win for us. Really huge win for us is the 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 health stuff. So we have three percent less cost sharing on our HMO plan, 
if we use in-network doctors and hospitals, but not ambulances, without pre-approval for prescriptions filled at Walmarts whose addresses end in 3, 7, or 8, and a free physical every leap year if it's scheduled on February 29th. Huge win. Massive win uh, I, in our I, amazing I, I, healthcare I system. I also want to mention, just because I haven't gotten to actually uh, give you guys the uh, insurance plan, um, but I have it. I have it printed up over here, and I, I want to let you know that Steve's a great guy. You only get coverage from the one doctor, but he's a jack of all trades. I tell you what, he's got this van that he keeps down behind the Walmart, and I'm telling you, uh, you don't. I mean, I guess he's got some kind of deal with the Walmart because you get actually you get your prescriptions from him, and they come in baggies. But I'm telling you guys, you're gonna enjoy it. Okay, um, so yeah, just let him know. Great fit. Uh, yeah, Doctor Steve, man, he's a cool doctor, guy. Which is the uh, broken blood pressure tester at the Rite Aid. So, <laughs> oh yeah, no, that's actually a sixty-five dollar copay now. So if you're going to use that, you need to send me a check. I'm sorry, just They're let you know. Scouting behind the Walgreens and CVSs now, so I can't. I thank God. Thank God. I've often heard that. Steve does, um, you know, he's an upstanding moral doctor who will do work on mob members without asking questions about their connections. If you um, need a haircut, he can also do that. That's <laughs> what we need to bring back. The days of barber slash doctor. Yeah, yeah, you slash, can get a tooth pulled, uh, your your sinuses rinsed, a foot massage, and a haircut at Steve's. I'm telling you, man, I, this HMO is great. You guys are going to like it. <laughs> Ask him about the rash, though, because you're going to be getting that sooner than later if you're hanging out in his van. And it's um, it, it does itch, but he says it's not related, and he's got a cream. It kind of so smells like bleach, really but I've been using it. So he, so you said he does partner with Jones Barbecue and Foot Massage. Oh, oh I, I, I don't know that for a fact, but I do know that you can get food there. Okay, okay, yeah, okay. he has a hot plate. It's a pretty good time, I'm telling you. <laughs> it's weird that his nurses are all underage women and they keep changing. Um. <laughs> it's really not as weird when you think about it. Well, you don't want to keep him there for 30 days because then you got to give him health insurance. So you just want to keep him on for 29 and then fire him. <laughs> Um, some uh, some other wins. Um, very important to me, uh, pursuant to the free unlimited beer that we get. Um, we get that good toilet paper instead of that weak shit that rips and gets poop all over my hands every time I wipe. We're um, moving from an that. eighth of a ply to uh, uh, three sixty fourths of a ply. So I, I know I know Carl's pretty excited about that. See, the numbers went up, which means it's more. <laughs> <laughs> This is in direct response to the hemorrhoids you get from Steve's prescriptions. <laughs> he has hemorrhoid cream, but it gives you hemorrhoids. <laughs> it's the same cream he told me to put on the rash, too, and it is not working. The hangnails that he uh, he has always catch your assholes. Like, <laughs> he applies it. <laughs> But you know his his um his his doctorate from Miskatonic University is clearly legit. Okay, <laughs> from it's Miskatonic State <laughs> Online Medical School. All right, he has a certificate. It's framed on the side of his van <laughs> with a dragon on it too. It's the same university that gave Gork, uh, Gorka his um uh, <laughs> the Tessie Rend upstairs um, medical college. <laughs> Some of its most famous graduates include uh, Dr. Mengele, um, every <laughs> Japanese doctor involved with Unit 731, 
Um, Gables. The guys who did MK Ultra and the Tuskegee <laughs> Medical Experiment. Uh, One of them also, L. Ron Hubbard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, have you all got his Dianetics handout yet? <laughs> Truly an austere uh, medical establishment. Uh, just, just the best. I, of the I best, mean, if you, know? you haven't, if you haven't gone through Dianetics, I'll just let you know that Steve ha- does have the pamphlets, and he's got an e-reader in his van. So if you need to check oh, your okay. things, you you can do it right there. It's <laughs> it's good. Is that e-reader? <laughs> oh, by the way, oh, oh man, I don't, I don't, I don't, I try not to get it too close to my face because there's a lot of just like raw electricity. But <laughs> if you need any DoTerra or uh, uh, It Works products, he also has those. And if you're interested <laughs> in selling them, he can get you into his downline. So, <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> Last thing this headcanon needed was a pyramid scheme. <laughs> yeah. Dude, if uh, you don't know a Steve is- running a medical barber outfit from a van where you can buy food and get involved in an MLM, like... You aren't living in Oklahoma. I know like six of those people and like four of them can do work on my car for me. And I trust them more than any mechanic in Tulsa or Oklahoma City. uh, One of my professors at OSU. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, every every business professor is that guy. (laughs) It's a weed, beer and cigarette delivery service. That's my business. Uh, probably the biggest concession, though, guys. Uh, we this is what we walked out over. This is like what the strike was all about. This is what we did it for. The for the, the, the the real workers, uh, the workers' rights here. What the workers need. What the workers have demanded for years for freedom purposes for for you being know it. good. Um, We've been saying it, and it threatened to mail poop to the Oklahoma editorial board. <laughs> The Red Star Over Oklahoma podcast is a fictionalized podcast set in a uh, Stephen King novel wherein we are playing uh, uh, very complex characters and the Oklahoma editorial board is uh, not referential to anything that exists in reality, any reference to anything that exists in reality, including web pages or entire articles. Uh, is actually uh, a, a fictionalized setting and is satire and therefore completely joking and and you can't sue us ever because I said that. And once what again, if, what all of, as as all of our lawyers, as, as all three of our lawyer, um, and we all sleep in the same bed too, Adam uh, acts as a human shield for all of our crimes, taking the brunt of all four of our crimes, the responsibility uh, filters to him as our uh legal counsel and daddy. (laughs) (laughs) Not only will I accept, uh, I'll also let you know in this fictionalized universe, uh, the first Oklahoma statute is that Adam Burnett is absolved from all crimes by total (laughs) and complete governmental immunity. So yeah, no, that's fine. Uh, Fictionalized Adam can basically do anything. So yeah, enjoy the time. It's really... Really weird that they included that writer in Oklahoma's first law, the segregation bill. (laughs) Yeah, it was fun. Now, back to your regularly sponsored state propaganda. Red Star over Oklahoma!
many months has come and gone since Great I wandered from Oklahoma, most Republican Oklahoma hills where I was born. Yet I keep doing crime. Many a page of life has turned, man. many a lesson I doing have sexism. learned. Well, I feel like in Great those Trump. hills I still belong. We be doing crime. They are revisionists and they are reactionaries. We just can't make it a witness pursuit thing I'm Adam Burnett and representing management today. And this week, we have Carl Roberts, Stephen Lastman, and Parker Nelson on the show. And this is Red Star over Oklahoma. We are a politics and news podcast broadcasting about left Oklahoma. This week in national news, we're going to be talking about Elizabeth Warren and the terrible, horrible, no good, very bad plan. Then we will move on to a discussion of what is going on in Chile. Before, of course, turning to Oklahoma news, where we will be discussing the plethora of new laws that have been released and a great release of criminals uh, that Mr. Nelson is going to tell us about before, of course, moving on to a conservative reading series for the week. Well, guys, it's good to be back. It's been a while since we've been on. Let's get back to our state-sponsored propaganda and jump into national news. Mr. Roberts, take it away. Lizzie, so, Lizzie, uh, our, favorite, Lizzie. our favorite candidate who the show has endorsed clearly above uh, Bernie Sanders, that old white man. Uh, no, he's just white. Um, I'm chanting about Lizzie McGuire. <laughs> <laughs> she had a good movie. Um, <laughs> she did. Where'd she go? Uh, but Elizabeth Warren, the, the plans candidate, she's got a plan. She's got a plan. Uh, she finally released the plan after everybody was like, yeah, it's really fucking weird that you're the plans candidate and you don't have a plan for uh, health care. You dumb asshole. She finally and- released one for how to pay for it. Um, NPR continually also somehow mixed up her and Bernie not having a plan. I don't really understand <laughs> how NPR did that, but they ran headlines of oh, um, Bernie has no plan when well, he's had a plan for a while. Parker, you moron, a hundred page, very detailed bill is not a plan. That's oh, it's a just a bill. bill. He, doesn't, he needs to make no a new bill. plan that's simple with like four or five bullet points and okay. like not actually draft legislation, not lead on prior legislation. It has to be an infographic. Right, the semantics It needs to be a super simple healthcare plan where if you're between 35 and 37 and you don't have healthcare coverage and you're in the states of Maine, Wyoming, Montana, or Nevada, you You can see Steve. The federal government on Fridays. (laughs) (laughs) You have to complete the Legends of the Hidden Temple Obstacle Course to... uh, know if they're oh, or not. Oh, man, American you know, I've... We've talked about this before. <laughs> Did you just see some, like, cancer kid trying to do American Ninja Warrior? And then yeah. failing because the kid has cancer, and then they're like, ah, oh, you die! Like, we've said this before, <laughs> but... I always think that there should, like... in like because This is... To, to quote a lot of great movies, this is fucking America, okay? And I think that there should be, like, a portion of, like, the southern border that's just 
like got like the old American gladiators on top of it. And just like, if you can get across it, you're an American citizen. Like that's your fucking game. <laughs> and like, there should just be like, every hospital should be required to have an ops. Like, yeah, the a, Southern a, like, a, 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 what was that shit? Double dare that used to be on Nick. You just have to <laughs> yes. like find a, a, like six flags. One of them is in like a stack of pancakes. And if you can't do it in 30 seconds, then you just have to leave the hospital and go home and die. But well, like, you won't appreciate, uh, being not ill if you don't like fight for it it's soul building <laughs> see i view it more as like the the next bus off of mtv <laughs> in, in which case you just have to convince some you have 10 minutes to date a doctor and like sorry you're not covered that's no. pre-existing <laughs> I, I actually I, I actually think it's the casting couch um <laughs> because it's because there's actually no healthcare at the end. <laughs> well, but fortunately, we, uh, you know, President Warren will give us uh, unequivocally Medicare for all with no qualifications, right, Carl? None. Actually, that is true. Um, she does want to do that. She has finally come out and said, yes, I was not lying the whole time. I said, I just support Bernie's plan. Bernie's plan is my plan. Weird how that's her plan. Um, uh -oh. And so this is a plan on how to pay for it. And like, Quite honestly, like at the b before we really get into this, it's not like terrible. Um, there are some things that are really fucking stupid in it, but for the most part, it's like okay, yeah, like she's being honest about the fact that probably a lot of prices are going to drop in ways that make people really uncomfortable and so on. But it it, it is extremely bad. It is literally the worst politics. It is extremely emblematic. It's, it's, it's a poison. Terrible. So it's, yeah, it's it, like. Because I, I, you, you, I have, think... you have two, like you have two candidates who who actually support Medicare for all, and you have two approaches to it, right? Bernie's approach is just like, yeah, your taxes will go up, and you'll pay less money, and it will be good for you. And yep. Warren's plan, because she got boxed into this corner by saying, oh, you won't see costs rise, she decided to come out and say there won't be any middle class tax hikes. See, the, the, the way that I see it is that Warren has designed a Medicare plan that will win her the election. Bernie has designed a Medicare plan that will work. has a better chance of actually passing as a real bill. Mm -hmm. I don't even think, I think honestly, his approach to it is a lot better for winning the election because it just, because it's on. I mean, it's uh, like, uh, yes, your doctor, you can keep go. it. Yeah. Well, I, I, I think and I the think... second any of it doesn't work, it's going to be a problem because it will be like, oh, Warren, you said middle class tax. Taxes won't go up. Or, oh, Warren, you said that, you know, we pay for this with um, a higher wealth tax than you said, blah, blah, blah. And by lay laying out, like, extreme specifics and so on to get through it, um, to get to her number that is $10 trillion lower than everybody else's number, which is probably true. Like, whenever we get Medicare for all, costs will probably go down a lot because people won't be able to skim the same way. Um, mm -hmm. But it also, like, looks really bad and she can get hit <laughs> oh, from every side. Oh, you mean insurance company? Um, <laughs> yeah, insurance companies, oh, what savings? pharmaceutical companies, uh, health savings accounts of normal middle Americans. Um, so some of the stuff that I think is really like gonna, you know, that is a poison pill in here is that she comes out and says doctors are going to be paid 30% less. <laughs> like, yeah, the nobody. doctors association, you know, yes. like if, if, if she did what Bernie did, which is good politics, and said, we're not going to discuss specifics. Here's a bunch of different ways we could pay for it. You can never get hit for it. Now, doctors are going to come out and oppose it, even though Bernie would also pay doctors less. And it's fine. Doctors will be okay. Um, one of the, the wildest things in, in the bill is that like she has two sentences where she says... <laughs> what? 
It's like we should restructure education so that the most motivated <laughs> people don't get burdened with like endless debt and then we could like pay right. them like relative wages so that we don't have just like professionals who have to live their lives like almost below the poverty goddamn level because of goddamn well, student motherfucking loans. I'm sorry. Yeah, when you think about it, Bernie's free college plan plus the healthcare plan means that doctors would be better off at the beginning of their career when they're not saddled with six figures of debt, even if they're paid less by the time they're 70 years old. Yeah, yeah I guess that talking point was more suited to and, you, Adam, for actually, like, living it. <laughs> but I was also <laughs> sitting here waiting patiently, like, mm, you know, well, without the actual, like, reassociation or, or reworking of the education system to not work in the exact same way of burdening people, then that's the whole reason why you need those exorbitantly high wages to begin mm-hmm. with. Anyway. Yeah. Even though at the end of, once you pay those off, you know, decades worth of whatever, you, you do still get to live a relatively lav- lifestyle. So. Yeah. And yeah. I, I, no, let me tell I you something that's... about goddamn student loans. They're fucking awful. I, <laughs> like, literally, like probably 60% of my take-home pay goes to my student loans at this point. It's insane. It's literally insane. I pay more in student <laughs> loans than I pay for rent. Healthy economy, folks. <laughs> That's what you get for becoming a lawyer, not uh, using your dad's money to do a startup. I Trust me, I fucking know. If only I had a dad. <laughs> okay, so... <laughs> <laughs> New show can Adam was immaculately conceived. <laughs> no, then you'd have a dad. God. Yeah. Yeah. Satan. No, I I, I, I I sprang from the earth like a uh, mite or a locust. It's like how mice come from hay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or, yes. No, Adam is a rat that came out of a trash bin. <laughs> Um, one of the, one of the things I think that's really buck wild about Warren's plan that's probably the craziest thing, like she kind of give a, gives gives up the whole ghost on her being the plans candidate and not making sense. Um, <laughs> in two lines, she says that the tax revenue we would get from uh, making the twelve million people in the country here illegally legal permanent residents of the country would be an important part of funding the bill, <laughs> which is insane as a way to fund it. So I come out and say part of how we won't raise taxes on people is uh, fixing an extremely thorny issue that is really hard to tie into this. Um, yeah, absolutely. Because <laughs> you just, hey, more people to tax. Duh. Like, it's fair and good, but like when you talk about the Green New Deal or something, you have this narrative that unites the two, and she has been creating a narrative that unites bringing uh, people in the country illegally uh, into legal status with healthcare, like, and those don't seem to gel as well, where it's like, oh, we get this nice thing, and we also get it the other way, and she hasn't been approaching it that way, so it's really stupid. Um, That's kind of a thing I have with Warren, though, is that she does, I mean, so to speak, have a plan for everything that are all very disjointed, not connected, and not a unified vision for, like, a progressive push. Versus like Green New Deal type of thing unites all of these things as like interconnected issues. Well, I don't think that they're, this they're, stuff works as individual plans in isolation from each other because well, they all affect each other. And not only that, well, but like, and that's, it's, I think that there's an important part of that where like you do need individual philosophy and individual planning for like each one of these things, though, because like you can't just say like, oh yeah, part of the way we're going to fix healthcare is by like incorporating a bunch of new citizens and blah blah blah. Like that's like might be an incidental benefit but you still have to have a plan for how you're going to deal with like you know 
I don't know what else to call it, but the alien crisis, the fact that so many people are living in this country and working in this country undocumented. And, you know, that's a problem for them. Some of the other stuff uh, that's important uh, and kind of like I think the last like specific bullet point, which also just, give, you know, is, is, is again, deeply indicative of the kind of problem that, that this plan creates for people is that she's come out and uh, something, I think it's $1.4 trillion of the $20 trillion that she scared up to pay for everything, um, comes out of removing premiums um, from healthcare. And how that works right now is, like, I pay my premium, as you all do, too, and everybody who listens to the show, I'm sure, if you're not on your parents' plan, you pay a premium to your or health insurance company. Or you don't have health care. <laughs> yeah, or you don't have health care. Also, also a very real option. Uh, but if you do have health care, the money you pay for it is not part of your taxable income. Right? It gets deducted from your paycheck beforehand, and so it's not taxable income. And she says, we'll do away with that. That money goes in your pocket and turns into taxable income. And so if this is actually the plan we'll they do, people could say, away. yeah. And so, <laughs> and so people like it's going, if this is what happens, people will say, no, there are higher taxes on the middle class. And it doesn't fucking matter that there are higher taxes because you're getting paid more. No one cares about that minutia. They care about the fact that it looks like she's being hypocritical and that's going to be a problem for her if she's running on this plan shit. Um, and it, it just like, it is so indicative of the difference in philosophy between Bernie and Warren because Bernie says, yeah, you're going to pay more fucking taxes and it's good. And then no one can attack him on it. You can't say, oh, look, Bernie raised your taxes. It's like, well, he didn't lie to me. He was honest to me. And it, and it undercuts it by doing uh, – and it works. I, it worry, work. I worry about well, the, the low – and, like, I know that this is something that, like, we don't try and talk on this show that much about. But, like, I hate – the fact that like modern politics is it, it literally is a dunking contest though yeah. and that if if warren can stand out on this and just hit the high points and then every and, and make bernie look like he's being hypocritical and that like because no one's going to pay attention to the, to no, the no yes but and like the, yeah. they're only going to hear the yes but you know what i mean mm -hmm. i don't know i think like your taxes are going to go up like, but know, you'll pay less in the debates there was like I think people appreciated when Bernie did, like Warren couldn't say your taxes will go up. Bernie just came out and said, yes, but the net take home will be bigger. And I think that when you can frame it as simply as that, that does resound with enough people. But I think you're right. There is plenty. And especially when you get, you know, shitty cable news coming into it, plenty that people will take, plenty of people will take away that, oh, Warren has a better, more left plan and Bernie's going to make my taxes go up or something. I, I like kind of I mean, worry I, about that to some extent, but but I think I think the like honesty of it, and also the assumption where it's like you're not stupid, you understand that you'll be paying less. Like I th I think his pitch kind of works better, right? And I, even yeah. for people, it feels more honest. And I, I think a lot of politics is people feeling like, is this candidate honest? Do they feel legitimate to me? And a lot of the attacks are going to be, ooh, Warren's lying to you, blah blah blah. And you can't do that to Bernie, and that right, makes right. a difference because people I, aren't as high information as like. But the, the attacks won't uh, be he's lying to you. The attacks will be he's raising your taxes, which no, no, is, no. is like, not I like a, the hypocritical I don't think attack. That's it's the death sentence that it, it used to be, though. I don't, I don't think, think it is that, either. But I think it. I mean, I think that it is not something that that like like that still gets to be the thing they hit him with. You know, I don't know. Absolutely. I totally don't discount Carl's like. I, I'm with Carl on this one, especially that rhetorical strategy in like the legitimacy of what it is that you're talking about is like increasingly important on the left or at the very least in the democratic party in the primaries whereas yeah i mean being the people the kind of people that we are in those kind of issue voters of actually working out logistics x y and z 
I like especially for some some of the people who were the ardent Clinton defenders or like Bernie Bros or assholes. You know what I mean? Those kinds of people really do. You can't just singly approach it from the logos aspect. You really do have to have that like rhetorical element to it of like not being able to be painted into a corner and slash or have kind of legitimacy for the things that it is that you're saying so i mean to us that's blatantly obvious that because we look at like bernie's voting history what has he been doing for however fucking long uh like fucking this is the picture of warren at the federalist society (laughs) right warren was republican during the reagan era and still thought it was a good idea joe joe biden's speech condoning segregation while bernie was arrested for like trying to stop it like yeah no it's very easy guys did you know we've we've gotten to talk about a lot of we we've gotten to we've had some we've had some time between this and our last show and did you i haven't gotten to i think tell you guys this yet so I read a book over our, our little uh, uh, our strike, uh, and I found out that Joe Biden's entry to politics was through the Teamsters and Jimmy Hoffa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, did Joe Biden kill Jimmy Hoffa? Did Hunter Biden kill Jimmy Hoffa in Ukraine? No, I Jimmy didn't. Hoffa's body's actually underneath an insurance company in Wilmington, Delaware. <laughs> uh, uh, That's what uh, credit card company. <laughs> According to the 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 Irishman, uh, uh, his body is uh, in a thousand little pieces in the uh, bottom of a river. So, but 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 bringing it back, the the to to tie in the people who don't like actually pay attention to any type of consistency whatsoever and are only like on the level of I I don't even know like just hearing these types of rhetoric living in the here and not like the temporal here and now as opposed to in any any type of past Words, that, that, like that has to... rhetoric flows through their brain like an unobstructed river <laughs> <laughs> right yeah. Wait, but you, you you have to take these types of political strategies and warren's going through a lot of kind of uh, very difficult avenues versus bernie uh, very much so sim- simply being up front I, I do think has merit I, 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 I don't. I don't disagree, of course, watched- but I just, like I said earlier, it's it's the it's the uh, uh, the lame stream aspect of it. It's just that I, I I occasionally worry about even boomer Democrats' ability to listen to like three sentences in a row. I think they can do two, but I right. I, I, I struggle beyond fight. three. <laughs> <laughs> That's why they love fight. But I, I mean, I don't even. I don't even think it's a like getting through the sentence and listening to it. I think I think it's that kind of classic thing that Democrats haven't done our entire life, where Democrats always are like, "Oh no, but we we agree with you, Republicans, about something, blah blah blah." And, Demo- and Republicans are just like, "Actually, they eat babies." Um, that's the uh, that's the and, big and thing. The fact that well, I think we're going to be running against a Trump that Bernie. is just going to scream. So I, I I'm not too worried yeah, about but, the discourse from the other side. No, what, what, but but when she's in well, office, the is, that's the difference that I see is that Warren will like have this plan, get into office, be hamstrung by Republicans, and throw up her hands and be like, I mean, well, fuck, we we did what we could, but we were stopped at every corner, like Obama with uh, like shitty Mitch McConnell stopping everything he tried to do. I mean, I think the difference is we'll still have some of that, that issue. Case. I mean, all of that issue. Well, the thing too. is like. The, the, the counter I hear to yeah, we will, Warren Bernie has a plan has a is Bernie has a movement. Bernie, yeah, Bernie has a yeah. like cohesive world. Like he said that. He was like, oh, Joe Manchin is, is yes, going to... Yes, he said, like, I will put Joe pressure... Joe Manchin is going to vote for Trump. I'm going to go campaign in I'll, West Virginia to unelect him. A state that won every that. single county in the 2016 primary. 
that yeah, he yeah. has the, the the movement thing will be essential for him if he actually gets into office for like putting pressure on people because he has millions of people who are like want to keep this up beyond just getting him into office yeah. and being like time for brunch. Yep. And and the thing too is that you see that like specifically as a key difference between the two of them because it is the the line for Warren is Warren has a plan for that she personally has a thing to fix this, and Bernie says it's not about me it's about us it's about a movement yeah and Obama he, had a million plans the Obama was like the plan that. guy in uh, yeah. two thousand eight he had but, so many I mean, plans do you know, and we also had the Obama coalition the though I mean we also had a <laughs> you know part of that what, that was. Pretty interesting. Well, but we saw what happens when you have when you have a president like that is you, you lose a thousand seats at the state level when that person is president, which yep. is what happened when Obama was president because it's bad politics. And right. like that broader rhetorical thing, I think is important because when Bernie is on the debate stage with Trump and Trump says he's going to raise your taxes instead of waffling about it or something, Bernie says, "Hell yeah, I'm going to raise your fucking taxes and you'll be better off." And that is so real sounding to people. You know, we haven't tried that in literally all four of our lifetimes. Yeah, and I, mean, I think it'll work. I think it'll work a lot better than but, any of this fucking mealy mouth horse shit. But, but to put one of the danker timelines forward, what if Biden wins the nomination and then we get some of the greatest sunset I, debates? That's I don't, those debates are going to be the lighthouse. That's yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't have to vote in the presidential again, which will be fun. Fighting each other. But I can two, I can I can opt out had. like I did in fucking 2016 and not vote for Clinton or Trump. I won't vote for Biden or Trump. It's not But the inability to complete co like to, to generate a complete thought from both sides cuz cuz when we put somebody up there who attempts to do it and then just trumps a mangled garbage mess <laughs> what if we just also how throw great up would, how great would it be for there them would to be a just, moment like, there would be chaotic neutral biden <laughs> there would be a moment slap. where biden would go into the corn pop story and trouble would be like corn pop central park 5 he ripped up <laughs> corn pop in the bad food restaurants <laughs> and then, and then Washington Psycho Corn Pop has terrible bad food restaurants. Why hasn't Vanity Fair fired him already? And then, and then, and then Biden will come back with his signature, like like poor kids need the same <laughs> the same opportunities as white kids. But as he as he tells the same tired speech for the thirty like, fifth no, time, his eye will fall off. <laughs> his nose will fall off. An ear will pop out. He'll just start I mean, to disintegrate on the stage. Two guys who still alcoholics with Alzheimer's <laughs> debating. <laughs> if anything's emblematic of America, it would be two old white men decaying in front of us on screen as they both incoherently ramble about like a misremembered 1950s. <laughs> But even then, just like and while all like, of us millennials just yell "shut the fuck up, boomer" at their like <laughs> official Twitter account. <laughs> How excited are you guys for the Zoomer Maoist revolution? I'm really stoked. But see, I want to know like which wins in a um, brain deterioration battle royale. Is it late stage syphilis or <laughs> Alzheimer's? <laughs> oh. You know, I'm going to put my money. Uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm going to actually put my money on like it's it's actually kind of like trapping like a horse and a zebra in the same room and then telling them to fight. And they're just become so confused that they both commit suicide. Like, I really <laughs> think that like it'll just be very exciting. 
This is an aside. <laughs> it's but, just that um, um, have you guys um, heard the uh, the the thing about Warren uh, flipping foreclosed homes during the recession? I don't know if this is true or not, but I just saw. Yes. Article. Well, yeah. you guys are allowed I, to create libel because we're completely fictional now. So make up whatever you I'm, want about Elizabeth Warren. It's fine. No, we're not, because we won the strike, you idiot. People, That's people, people are saying. <laughs> <laughs> Many have said this. Many have said <laughs> Elizabeth Warren. Bad real estate deals, folks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you guys get to do libel, but I get to make this entirely fictional, which is like that's the handoff here. I mean, American politics is entirely fictional already, so that seems appropriate. I, I agree. <laughs> I agree. Okay, All right. Wait. Well, are we? Are, do you have one more point, Carl? So um, apparently it was Trump that claimed Elizabeth Warren did this in the 2016 election. <laughs> and now it's come. <laughs> well, that's the thing, is that people are fucking afraid to talk about these things about Warren. But, like, Trump is ready. He will be, like, I don't know. They're like, you can't say no, that about Warren. He'll come up with new shit. He'll come up with new shit. And all he's going to do when Bernie is running is just like, Bernie, his people are very good with money, but not the presidency, folks. Crazy, crazy Bernie is all he can say because he's afraid of older Brooklyn Jews and has been his whole life. <laughs> they are actually <laughs> Trump's, like, not fictional but actual enemy. Like, it is who they he is directed against. It's pretty fun. <laughs> all right, uh, but like, get into a country that doesn't have uh, fictional politics. Um, having some very real politics Egypt. going on right now. He'll, he'll riff on his heart attack. Canada, how he no. has the best heart. Libya. <laughs> uh, to be no, fair, Canada is the one country that's accepting of of black and brown face. And you know true. what? They we have, need, they to, have a we need to be brave. Prime Minister now. <laughs> okay, I don't understand how Justin Trudeau. Rachel Dolezal so had many to times. apply for refugee status. <laughs> My man loves costumes. That's just, <laughs> I like that. That's just a bitch too. I really like Halloween. <laughs> Dude, he just forgot. Mama, Sometimes Mama, you forget Mama you're not allowed to do that. Governor of Virginia. <laughs> Dude, I, after living in Norman for seven years, it is amazing to me how easily people can just be like, oh, whoops, I forgot we're not allowed to wear blackface. <laughs> like, it's it's amazing. It, like, was a bi-weekly thing where I was just like, why don't you know? You have to know. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, no, we're not we're not talking about Canada. We're not talking about Egypt. We're talking about Chile, and uh, shit's been popping off. The Chileans have been low key nutty with it lately. <laughs> um, so uh, in case in out, case out you're making Hong Kong look weak. <laughs> oh yeah, no, they're uh, they're putting the Hong Kongers for to shame uh, over what started as well, not what started, but the catalyzing event was a transit hike in Santiago of four cents, um, which, of course, seems very small for us don't Americans. You, don't you love a straw that breaks a camel's back? A very, I mean, that just shows how, like, I mean, how close they were, how, how, like, how fragile everything has been in Chile, that, like, this very minor transit increase has been the catalyzing event, um... Uh, similar to the Yellow Vest protests in France, this is just like precipitated all of this action because people see it as, well, not see it, it is a regressive tax that hurts the poor of Chile uh, far more than the rich of Chile, who uh, at best would not 
be affected by a four cent transit increase at worst don't ever take transit and take like the privatized helicopters from rooftop to rooftop so they never have to interact with the hoi polloi of santiago um, if you're if you're really rich in chile you get to take a helicopter and they give you and it has a plaque of how many leftists they threw out of it into the ocean um yeah, and so the protests started over this transit increase. There's been over uh, a million people in the streets in Santiago, a city of roughly 8 million. So uh, that's a lot of people. <laughs> An eighth of the city has been out in the streets. Um, and the uh, right-wing billionaire president of Chile, Donald Trump, um, sorry, uh, President Piñera, <laughs> has called in the military national guard and the militarized police to attack thousands of unarmed protesters. There is have been several deaths already. There's like no way of knowing what the actual toll is. Um, and have you all seen those videos wait. of those cops, those cops like doing lines of blow before they go. Yes. Yes. They're like, they're taking the like <laughs> Chrome from Mad Max and then like running after the protesters being like, uh, Witness me. For you. Witness me! Witness me, Pinochet! And, th and these then, are the cops, these are like the cops and the, the military and the police force that the CIA was like, hey, we need to do MK Ultra, but we need to try it out somewhere first. That was Chile. These are the we'll, we'll, same we'll, people we'll, who, we'll get into who that literally here. did we'll that. We'll get into that here in a minute. But, um, so yeah, these transit strikes, uh, of course, are the uh, inciting event, but the real crisis is just over this uh, entire Chilean neoliberal order that was architected by uh, American shithead economist Milton Freeman and the Chicago School of Satanist Moloch worshipping lizards. Um, in the right, how, dare, how dare you... <laughs> appropriate my my culture okay <laughs> i i'm the lizard guy i'm the lizard guy i mean we can't deny okay. that the chicago school are demonic lizards though i think okay let's that's... ask some let's ask the real hard-hitting journalism questions here so bernie sanders he went to university of chicago who else was a jew <laughs> at the university of chicago milton friedman What's up with that? Did they meet at Hillel or something? Come on, guys. We've got to ask these hard questions. Is Bernie secretly a, a Chicago boy? He's, he's what was a, Bernie doing in the 60s? He's a crypto neolib. Oh, see, this is the other the other side of regressive leftism. We've talked before about the inevitable <laughs> end of leftism by, like, fighting over voting. But, like, I also love the other end of, like, great progressive leftism, which is that now our heroes are our enemies and we must find <laughs> out who is on our side at all times. And therefore, we need a ministry of truth. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the well, the, the Chilean Ministry of Truth was established in the late 70s um, after the like progressive socialist president Allende was uh, murdered by the brutal authoritarian dictator Pinochet. Milton Freeman and his uh, cadre of bloodless psychopaths came in and started privatizing just about every single aspect of the Chilean government. Uh, and then use brutal force to keep those privatizations in place. Um, Ten, things, tens like, of thousands of people murdered or disappeared. Oh, like, like literal concentration camps. Disappeared people. Um, Pinochet was the one pushing people out of helicopters over the ocean. Um, and I mean, to the point where, like, bold move, I mean, Cotton. Let's see how it plays out for you. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, it's, it's taken about 30 years, but not well. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
Um, yeah, he, I mean, the, the only reason like, he joined water is privatized. Um, I, they've got like some of the highest uh, income inequality in the world for being a like relatively developed country. That's it's like way higher than it should be. Um, of course, like they've had brutal police state for since the uh, the Pinochet regime, and so in the '90s, Pinochet uh, died. Thankfully. He's deep in the ground, being eaten by worms. Prayers up. Uh, but after... No, no, it's bad that he died because he would have gone to the Hague. It was getting <laughs> to where he might have actually gone to the Hague. And then he, he slipped out on that by pulling a death. Hey, you hey know? Look, look, we may have political differences, okay? But you have to respect the office. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> That yeah, is also be. management's position about management. Pinochet <laughs> <laughs> um, died. They had, I guess, what you could call a more democratic government after that. Um, but really, there's only been like a more calcification of this neoliberal privatized state. Um, I, there's just. I mean, so they basically had like like a. Like one of those Volvo revolutions in Eastern Europe, where it's like, yeah, like this this place sucks shit in a lot of ways, but we didn't like make it better. We just like made it made the police less brutal. That's basically the change. Not not a lot less brutal, just like you know, seventy five percent as brutal. Well, now that they're actually experiencing a lot of direct action against the order, we'll see if the police are even less brutal or if they've just been in like a state of hibernation for twenty years because it seems like they're coming out just as violently as they would have under Pinochet. And, uh, I mean, <laughs> that CIA training hit different, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. They've, they've got a lot of that. They've, they've had 30 years to learn from the CIA and learn their tactics. Um, but now that there's like all of this direct action, it really does seem like people have gotten to their wits in and won't take just the dog shit, uh, privatized neoliberal order that exists in Chile. People want, uh, I mean, they want socially socialist policies. They want left policies. Um, they want a public sector again. They uh, uh, some of these protesters have like done some. I guess I don't formally endorse them, but the burning down the right wing Fox News equivalent of Chile in downtown Santiago. <laughs> you can you can fictionally endorse them. I fictionally endorse doing that uh, in. In the fictional universe, that's cool as shit. <laughs> and um, <laughs> worth noting that um, during these like transit protests in Chile, where people are like mobbing the transit system, mm. um, we are also seeing in New York City during the crackdown of fare evasion, where NYPD, which is basically its own military authoritarian state, uh, been like tasing people over hopping a, a $2 fare. And so now people have been like jumping the New York subway barriers in mass as a protest of the fare hikes. Um, so, you know, there, there are things to learn from Chile. They're, uh, they're really showing us up in terms of how to get the change you want. I mean, direct action uh, gets the motherfucking goods, you know? You it go does. Out and you protest and people have to deal with it, you know, all of a sudden. And, I mean, that's, like, what's scary about Chile is that they don't want to give up the goods. And now that people are out in the streets, they can't just do it by whatever, the mechanisms of the state. So they have to exert force. And that has already started resulting in deaths and probably will result in a lot more before this ends. 
but the, the sheer number of people, the numbers that are coming out in Chile leads me to believe that there is no way that this won't precipitate some sort of like change in the order or some sort of regime change. Um, things are still very blurry right now. No one knows how it's going to you should ask Hong Kong. I mean, they're doing a hell of a job out there, but that they don't uh, seem to be getting the regime change they want. Yeah, but that's the Chinese. Uh, the Chinese authority, authoritarian state, I think, has a lot more the force Chile. that they can exert than the Chilean one. And uh, there's also like Hong Kong is like a lot more complicated because Hong Kong of, is like, also a city of powers. And like, like the difference, like what they're actually protesting is, is I think more complicated than Chile, where it's like, we broadly reject the order of our society versus Hong Kong, where it's like, don't do this specific law. And, and we're like, it's in also a fight with- that these, these Chilean protests have not, I mean, Santiago has of course been the center of it, but it's been all over. It's a countrywide thing. It's like, there have been plenty of protests going on in smaller Chilean cities. It's it really is countrywide more so than Hong Kong is like the city only. Yeah. Uh, but uh, of course, you're right. You, this is in no way going to be a definitive regime change, and they're not going to get this. There's no guarantee that they'll get some like progressive left government. Um, but it's encouraging to see like this type of action and i think that in the months to come uh the united states should pay attention because uh, much like chile we have a neoliberal privatizing order with a right-wing uh fascist sympathizing billionaire president um so there's some similar conditions there to be clear, the United States public should pay attention to what's going on and yes, not the no, government. No, the government should government just should ignore not. it. The government has been paying attention for a long time. They've known. <laughs> well, I think with that, are we ready to move on to our Oklahoma news for the week? Let's All right. So on Friday, November 1st, a whole mess more than 300 new laws came into effect in Oklahoma. And the top billing, as everyone knows, is that we are now officially the wild, wild west. Call Will Smith because you can carry a gun anywhere you want. Constitution, yeah, constitutional carry. If you're 21 or older or 18 and in the military, you don't need a permit. You don't need to have a right. You just grab your gun and you take off walking because you're allowed. And you whip your nine out in traffic when the motherfucker cuts you off. <laughs> uh, I hope that Oklahoma becomes the new number one exporter of dash cam videos. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'll be honest, the vibe in Tulsa driving around is interesting right now. Everyone's just looking at each other like, who's gonna, who's it going to be today? We've got um, a three million person standoff in the entire state. Bro, I... You know uh, what you should do, Adam? You know that stop sign they put on the uh, on-ramp at um, 14th and Lewis? Yes. <laughs> you should just, you should buy a gun and every time you drive up to it, just put some holes in it and be like, it's the law, I can do it. Yes, Adam, you should buy a gun. <laughs> yes, I should buy a gun. <laughs> well, no, you need to buy it illegally so it can be traced back to you, unlike your other gun you already have. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so that's, that's, uh, uh, pretty fun. Um, it's, it's, it's going to be a good time. I think, you know, there's nothing wrong that can happen when you have more people with firearms as opposed to less people with firearms. Like it's, it's, it's a cool thing. 
Uh, one of the the other laws. Okay, was... you know who I trust to walk around with a gun, open carry. The dude who has his Oakleys on the back of his uh, head, fat folds, and is yelling at his wife and children in public. <laughs> I trust uh, that dude. Oh, you mean you mean the troop? That's a troop. If you see that guy walking around, I just want you to know whether or not he's in the military. He is a cop and a troop, and uh, I'm very proud of him. <laughs> Personally, management is proud of him. They condone his activities. <laughs> he is in a he is in a militia with his headquarters in uh, Adara County near the state line, I believe. <laughs> One of the other laws that came into effect was a thing called Francine's Law, uh, named after Francine Frost, who disappeared in Tulsa in the early eighties. This will require law enforcement agencies across Oklahoma to enter missing persons data into a national database within thirty days, which is fun because they don't usually do that, but it's also fun because there is like no repercussion for not following this law. Um, the law enforcement will also need to uh, get some information to submit to that. Uh, missing persons, medical and dental histories, DNA samples from family members and fingerprints, uh, which is uh, pretty fun. Um, but the thing about that is, is that a lot of that is just, especially legislatively is just um, uh, more paperwork that doesn't actually generate results. Yeah, but we get to collect more data on people, and who doesn't love having all the data you need oh, on biometrics? It's great. I mean, how else are you going to find out that a woman has been trafficked to Jeffrey Epstein and uh, without this, you know? Yeah, unless we have their I'm facial you scans. Tags? Oh, okay, got you. <laughs> so well, the tagging happens, he does the tagging later. Um... <laughs> The tag and release from the Epstein farm. Uh, <laughs> as we know, uh, one of the most uh, important Oklahoman rights, which is, I'm parking here, <laughs> where you park your car and put your flashers on, and wherever you are, it is now a parking space. It so, has to be in a bike lane, too, if the bike lane exists. Uh-huh. <laughs> so... Starting Friday, every yeah, two miles of bike lane in Oklahoma. <laughs> <laughs> Starting Friday, every Oklahoma driver will have to move over at least one lane from any vehicle parked on the side of the road with flashing lights. Yeah. <laughs> so now, guys, I they were going to stop people from doing that. No, it's codified. <laughs> it it's fucking that. law. <laughs> when I go to Andalini's and I don't want to park in that shitty parking lot behind it, I can just leave my car in the <laughs> middle of the street with the flashers on and everyone has to deal with it. Yeah, in that street that is uh, as wide as half a car and that always has cars parked on both sides. Parked it's, in the middle of the pedestrian street in Bricktown with my flashers on. Just, my car's half in the canal. Just yell like, at people to move over. Get a lane over. Get a lane over. Go around. <laughs> Uh, like some 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 methed out people put their blinkers on on the side of the turnpike and they're like we're fucking in the car now it's pay to play day. <laughs> well, that's what it's going to become soon. Is you can legally live in your car as long as you have the flashers on. <laughs> so that this is this is like not you're not even making jokes. Like this is actually the other laws that came into effect this year. Uh, one of this them is, is that be, this is going to be a new way that cops um, uh, attack poor people is that they'll park their car like that, put their flashers on and wait for the battery to die while the people sleep and then ticket them for it afterwards. Well, this is really the first piece of legislation that Oklahoma has passed to prepare for the upcoming next 
economic recession is people can now like park in the Walmart parking lot forever legally. Just keep your flashers on on that RV. <laughs> you can live in the Home Depot parking lot for years and ride out the collapse. It's beautiful. Okay, maybe this is actually like praxis then for um, people in the country illegally that hang out in Home Depot parking lots. You know, <laughs> you ever think of that? Well, this doesn't um, no, apply to were, parking lots. It applies to the sides of streets, which is really all that matters to me because I intend on using this law uh, frugally and um, just parking on sidewalks and basically <laughs> anywhere. Uh, I, I'm really excited about it because I can lock my car with the flashers on, which just means I'm allowed to park anywhere. <laughs> Uh, one of the other changes that concerns vehicles is that the Turnpike Authority can now increase the Ooh. maximum speed limit to 80 miles an hour, changing nothing. <laughs> 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 Which means we go 90. Now I'm, only going, now I'm only going 15 miles an hour over the speed limit instead of the normal 20. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just, just like, let us keep doing exactly what we've been doing and just say we can go a hundred now. That's what people do. It, it just should be, there shouldn't be a speed limit. Like half of the fucking highways in Oklahoma. Like if you've ever driven highway 412 in the panhandle, the speed limit is as fast as your car can go. Well, what's going to be great is when uh, you have that drive from Tulsa to Oklahoma city and you have to weave in and out at a hundred miles an hour. flashing. No, what's actually going to happen is that everyone's going to start breaking the law because some, like, 60-year-old in her truck that can't see over the wheel will be going 50 in the left-hand lane, and then hobos will be fucking in their cars with the flashers on on that. I think I think well, it's time that we need to do what uh, really needs to happen, which is abolish speed limits uh, and create speed minimums. <laughs> there are minimum seventy minimums. miles an hour. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, I thought I thought pull you over for going too slow, sir. Yeah, I guess they do do that. Yeah, it's not on the signs. So there are some changes that concern election ballots. Um, one, you can't show anyone your ballot or tell anyone about it, but you can take a picture of it and post it on social media. <laughs> What? Yeah. So, so you can't you can't tell people in the in the ballot. In yeah, the, you can't in tell voting establishment. Selfie the, with your ballot. Hashtag yeah. had to do it one time. <laughs> <laughs> Selfie with your ballot. Had to do it to him. Had to do it to him. <laughs> you know, I had voting for Trump. You know, I had to do it to him. <laughs> it's the new I voted sticker. You know, where people don't believe you unless you take a selfie with your ballot. Um, there's also going to be a commutation of about 500 inmate sentences based on some laws that have changed. Uh, and we're going to talk about that later. Yes, we yeah, are. Yeah, 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 but yeah, the yeah. final thing thunder, is but. that um, the uh, ribeye steak has been declared the state state food. It's the state. Didn't we already food. have a couple of. Yeah, we have a a a. a we have a star constellation now, too. Enough to feed a family. Like, our steak meal, if you just had each individual part, is like a full-on Thanksgiving dinner. Now you can add a ribeye steak is, to uh, that. 72-ounce steak you have to eat in under an hour. <laughs> I call that Wednesday. <laughs> or it's a deep-fried scissor-tail fly catcher. Mm, tasty. <laughs> Yum. All right. Well, I wanna, there's, one, there's one other I actually want to mention, which is, like, kind of funny. Um... 
minors are now allowed into liquor stores with their parents, so hopefully we'll stop the rash of, of minors dying in their hot cars <laughs> while their parents are fine. <laughs> While they're in a liquor store? <laughs> hey, I, hey, 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 I can get lost in Byron's. You know, it's like... <laughs> like you're basically some kid and you're like, I'm going to get drunk at this rich person's house. If you take the kid to the liquor store in like August and they die and you're like, yeah, you know, because of laws, I had to. If only they'd had an ice cold glass of Dewar scotch in the car. <laughs> Dewar's, quench that thirst. And then you just get the, the photos where you have a piece of paper in the window. Don't worry, he has his favorite <laughs> The AC's on. He has a he single has his malt. Favorite. <laughs> it's like a baby. He's a 40. baby playing Edward 40 hands in the back of like a beat-up car from the 90s that's not made anymore. <laughs> Um, I won't see, I would, hear would, you disrespect the Pinto like that, okay? <laughs> well, it's important It's important to get kids familiar with a liquor store environment while they're young. That way, when they're 17 years old, they can comfortably and confidently go and illegally buy alcohol. Well, and right. I, I also think it's important to, like, continue. Do you know how many times like, continue would not have gotten arrested? <laughs> I also think it's important to, like... Uh, like for adults to have the ability to like, I think there should just be like daycare parking lots so that like after work you can pick up your kids from school and then just go straight to the bar and leave them in the car. And there's just like a special spot that like they'll just have an attendant or something. I'm come at check the on. liquor store. I'm at the daycare. I'm at the combination liquor store. And daycare. <laughs> See, I, it would make a lot more sense if it's like in, in Texas, there are, just these gigantic like liquor warehouses that you legit like like they're walmart sized yeah they're, they're like super basic. center yeah yeah it's super center liquor stores where it would make a lot more sense where you're like there's just so much i could leave my kid in the car for hours whereas all liquor stores here are just like a shitty little gas station <laughs> it's like, they're like a crappy little shack that used to be a meth house and somehow looks like it's in worse condition than it was when it was a meth house Right, it's like uh, all the bottles have dust on them. <laughs> the owner's like smoking a cigarette inside. <laughs> oh, I love indoor smoking by strangers. It really makes me happy. All right, moving on, Mr. Nelson, take us away. Indeed. Uh, so I guess did, is this supposed to be a? I guess I can frame the story however I want, right? Because I'm not sure if this is supposed we, to. We be won the strike. Happy... You can frame it however you want. Uh, Okay, okay, okay. Well, yeah. I, I think Debatably that Debatably won the strike. I have changed many terms. <laughs> you, you guys are seeing Steve now instead of real doctors. I mean... <laughs> that anyway. Steve was a real doctor. He has a cool panel van. <laughs> Steve is a real doctor. Let me tell you. I have, I have seen his printed out certificate. He actually printed me out one, but... It's it a was, doctor of fine arts. Yeah. It just said Steve <laughs> on it. It didn't have any other name. It just said Steve. So this is supposed to be the happy part of the show, I think. I don't really know. Like, like it's, it is. It's a well, mixed bag. Yeah. Well, it is something but that's optimistic. So first yeah. of all, there is uh, something called the Oklahoma Pardon and Parole Board, um, which is hilarious. Uh, but the members voted to recommend commuting the sentences of 527 inmates convicted of possession or property crimes. Um, I guess last week. Um, it came hours after the House bill. 1269 went into effect, which was a bill that made 
Uh, stand the mid question. Twelve sixty nine. That's that made That's like twenty four people. <laughs> <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> uh, the bipartisan bill. Uh, it was passed this summer that made a retroactive number of criminal justice reforms that reclassified drug and property crimes, namely state question 780, passed in November 2016, which, you know, uh, downgraded nonviolent offenses from felonies to misdemeanors. We talked about it a little bit. Um, uh, the inmates whose sentences were commuted effectively earned one year sentences with time served, meaning that they're all eligible for release from prison on Monday. Um, it effectively just some stats real quick. Um it effectively commuted um, 1,931 years off of sentences, which is pretty fucking insane. Um, additionally, saving the state an estimated $12 million a year. So now the motivations for why this happened as well as where all the politicians are giving the credit. So first of all, as we all know and have covered extensively, Oklahoma is, was at the top of the incarcerated list. And I'm so, pretty sure first in the country, the which means first globally, <laughs> which means first globally, literally one out of every hundred Oklahoman residents. Right, and and that it just registers to me with some of the things that our favorite Muppet governor has said. <laughs> Kevin's um, tit. <laughs> which um i uh, so so first of all we'll we'll start with uh he said when you get the right people running state agencies it's amazing what happens <laughs> no we're now only the second most carceral institution globally and Ooh, second louisiana <laughs> and i don't have the statistic but i wish that i did which is what is the discrepancy between that number one and two because i bet you they only released like five more people um Kevin Stitt's just excited to have 500 more people to sell reverse mortgages to. <laughs> yeah, it's just all homes to in the, in the jinx floodplain. <laughs> well, Stitt gave the credit to lawmakers and state agency heads, of course, following the hear Friday's hearing, saying that the prisoner release, uh, which uh, Representative John Eccles from Republican from Oklahoma City um, said moved Oklahoma's rate of incarceration from number one to number two. It was good. Um, it was hard work from people seeking the Top best Oklahomans. <laughs> So I don't understand what inspired them to be like, these are real lives, real people with real families and with real friends, and they get to go home. And that is a pretty special think, accomplishment to get to be a part of. I think what it was was it was just like – because even under Mary Fallon, people started talking about criminal justice reform, and it was the uh, Senate majority leader for a while who was just like, no, nah, I fucking hate prisoners. I hate them. I hate criminals who held it up for literally like six years um, because everybody was just like, yeah, we, 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 we can't. We, don't, we can't afford this. this I mean similar bad. to the Oklahoma teacher issue, it's just that's do this. such a bad state that like even a right-wing shithead like state has to do something. And it also lets them be like, oh, we don't have to raise taxes. We are saving yeah. money. Well, um, so what I'm wondering is of the... We're uh, just releasing the criminals we've demonized the whole time. <laughs> yeah. I'm wondering if there's like 530 after. prisoners, though. How many more people are... Like, surely this wasn't all of the possession charges in... Oh, no, no, no. More than 300 no, inmates who were on Friday's commutation dock were removed by the board from consideration from release due to having allegedly been part of a, quote, serious incident while in prison or other factors. So, 
Like, it's, yeah, I mean, like they might also be getting picked up by the feds. They might be getting picked up for deportation ICE. by ICE. Uh, uh, as well as do the people ice, released ice have? Baby uh, are they allowed to vote now? Uh, that I'll was... get to that in a second. Yeah, um, okay. But but still, um, the the inmate these inmates are still like the ones that we mentioned just a second ago. They're eligible for the normal two stage commutation docket, but they're not going to um, have a large majority of their. Like, I mean, I, I just think that disqualifying them for having a serious incident while in prison, while like um, you know, you you realize you create these. Well, you're in a situation in which in you which you're required in violence, yes. right? It's like okay, well, that, I mean, I understand completely with like for instance um, they disqualified some people for um, if like uh, prosecutors or victims you know what I mean wrote in and were like hi I have qualms you know what I mean with you releasing these people if you know I mean I'm sure there are some legitimate aspects to, to those particular things but if you're going to disqualify him for or her because the majority it was 75% men 25% women even though we are the highest incarcerated number of women per capita You'd, like in the world baby still not <laughs> hey. Well, why fuck son? Is she in prison in Oklahoma? <laughs> <laughs> Um, but but to answer your question, the agency um, was able to assist offenders being released and obtaining a driver's license or state issued identification cards prior to release. Um, in addition, uh, there are like uh, reentry fairs being held for offenders, um, and within the next six months, um, some 700 offenders met with like 200 volunteers and 28 reentry affairs to enroll in programs that'll help them uh, reintegrate into society. So I, one of I, the one of the nice things too about 780 is that it allows for expungement. So. Um, Felons in Oklahoma, one of the bills they passed uh, clarified that felons regain the right to vote after serving their sentence, so already they would get it, but since it's expungement, it's not just that they get their right to vote and their full rights in society back, it's that they also have a clean record. Right, they remove it from the record. In which case, um, a lot of job, like a lot of jobs, especially white collar jobs, are immediately disqualificative um, if you have a felony. So, I mean, like that is a really good step in terms of reintegration into society, but it still is like, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of shocked to see that Oklahoma has passed a good criminal justice bill. This is, <laughs> I'm, real, I'm reeling here a little bit, boys. Right, but it still is like. I, I just they, they pat themselves on the step. back for just the yes. tiniest infinitesimal step that it's I, I just feel no, that this is <laughs> oh completely attempting to satiate what 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 you all mentioned before, which is you know uh, like, like the fact that they're having this uh, these are real lives, real this, people, real families, and real friends that they're we just realized. Let's let go yeah, home. This is an unequivocally good thing, but something that they can also use to not do anything else and be like, we we did the good thing already. It's, right. Yeah. Uh, like the, the rest Probably of the people parts. are not people and these are real people so i'm glad that we now get to you know biopolitically right like you know which in the future could be a thing to point to as like okay well you release these people saying that they should have their crimes commuted why not the rest right like, i'm, I'm not saying that. for this no. president for absolutely sure but it still is uh i just it's a, it's a part of it like a lot of it is related to drug crimes and if you look at any map heat map of like drug usage in the u.s like it tends to be regional except for oklahoma which is one of the leading <laughs> drug users of all drugs even when we're like it's like an it's a Maybe. yankee drug and then it's also like oklahoma does a shit ton of it <laughs> so i think maybe it's also map. like a lot of the politicians have their kids in jail and shit you know yeah uh, they had that heat map that was put out um 
by Tulsa memes or whatever the fuck it was, <laughs> which showed like the top four countries for heroin, meth. Like, yeah, we, 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 yeah, we weed, heroin, meth. Yeah, we're, we're the only state that was in every one. It was like, hell yeah, brother. We're, like, we're fucking out here. <laughs> we are out here, though. I will say that. Uh, but well, it, oh. even then, I mean, uh, like 2,000 years off of sentences just, I mean, is, is really striking in the fact that that like 2000 years was split between 527 inmates is also pretty fucking insane yeah it's definitely nothing to sneeze at that over 500 people got their lives back right absolutely not not yeah. to downplay any of that but and I, that, I mean let's just be clear this is just another victory for drugs in the war on drugs and drugs yep. or the good side in the war drugs on continue drugs. to uh, to gain ground in the war on drugs i think you're about oh, yeah, to talk no, to no, us no, about no, that we, in a conservative we, reading series aren't you carl <laughs> oh, wait, are we congratulating yeah. the war on drugs? Drugs for winning the war on drugs? Because um, I, drugs don't don't see what, I think the Oklahoman has something to say. Oklahoma, no. the Oklahoman does have have a take about the war on drugs. <laughs> uh, do we want to? We want to do that, boys? Yeah, uh, yes. go into that now. It. Let's get so, it. Come on over here. Coward! I know that I want to punch you in the nose. I'll beat your goddamn ass, you son of a bitch. You're an intellectual dumbass, and I'm coming. You coward! You think you're a tough guy? I hate you, coward! <laughs> We're gonna defeat this anti-human scum. We're gonna wreck their world. Just before I start, I wanna I wanna make sure that I'm still right about yeah. Still, 404 error page not found whenever you click on the Oklahoma editorial board as an author on their website. Um, Going to be tweeting at them about it again. Um, this article is from September 25th, because we get to go a while back now. And it's called Meth, a Terrible Problem with No Easy Fix. You know oh, you're in for a good time. A land of contrasts. <laughs> 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 meth has good things and bad things about it. It's a prime economic driver in uh, Little Dixie. <laughs> um, earlier this year, state mental health commissioner Terry White, I mean, quote, is making a massive resurgence in Oklahoma. The folks in the southeastern part of the state know this all too. The Oklahomans Josh Dulaney traveled recently to Tallahena in Lafleur County, where use of the highly addictive drug has a stronghold. I'd also like to point out that Lafleur County is one of the hotspots for Bigfoot in the U.S. Um, all right, don't you fucking talk about Bigfoot because he's real as shit. All right. Yeah, and he's making no, crystal in Lafleur any... County. <laughs> yeah, and Adair County. Tallahena, dude. dude. When I was when I was in high school, that for about a week and a half, there were reports that Bigfoot was in Adair throwing rocks at cars, and I was like, I bet he fucking is. That makes sense. Just totally makes yeah. sense. If I was Bigfoot, I would just be chucking rocks at cars. He was probably chucking rocks at the cars in Elohim City. He's he's anti-fascist. You know, he's got good politics. Um, a few weeks ago. 21 people in Tallahena and other parts of the county were arrested, accused of moving up to five pounds of meth per week through southeastern Oklahoma. The elected leader faces 73 felony charges. Number one, Walter White, what a king. Um, one Tallahena resident told Delaney, it's devastated our town. We're a great little community, but we have a serious meth problem. <laughs> yeah, five pounds a week for Tallahena. That's so much. Yeah, five pounds a week Jesus. for like the city thousand people that live in southeast oklahoma is an insane amount of meth yeah um 
Similar sentiments can be found elsewhere. In May, two residents of Poto, one a former city council member, were sentenced in federal court for drug conspiracy and distribution of meth. In, in July, the owner of a medical marijuana dispensary in Spyro was arrested on a complaint of selling meth. It's called now, diversification. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say the combination. Yeah, I'm pretty, sure the, <laughs> I'm pretty sure ODB told us what we got to do with our bonds, my man. <laughs> <laughs> um, Mark Woodward, spokesman for the state's narcotics bureau, says the problem impacts the metro and rural areas alike. It's not unique to southeast Oklahoma, Woodward says. Anyone who's ever lived in Oklahoma is like, yeah, we out here doing meth. We are all out here doing meth. The house I grew up in on Brookside, like literally on Brookside, the house behind it, meth house. House down the street, meth house. Meth heads try to break into the house all the time in the heart of Tulsa. Um, I was in I'm, I'm, Disney, Oklahoma with a population of 200 and the trailer behind me, meth trailer. The trailer park behind me, meth trailer park. Uh, I once had a meth head uh, in front of my house assault my car. He punched the hood a couple times. I don't know what he was trying to achieve, but I think he thought he could kill my car. <laughs> I'm still waiting on the, the hot take from this editorial, though. So far, they've just been laying down facts. It was in, if, if it was in Spyro, Adam, he thought it was a dragon. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Shut yeah. the fuck up, <laughs> It was right there. What if what if Spyro the Dragon lives in Spyro, Oklahoma and is addicted to meth and it's a terribly sad story? <laughs> He's protecting the wealth of Spyro, okay? And like, all the meth has to fight him. Spyro's kids live with Spyro's grandparents and like um, his his brother listened to methamphetamine by Old Crow Medicine show once and was like, man, that really be that really do be how it is. <laughs> um, the manufacturing of meth was a huge problem in Oklahoma 15 years ago, prompting legislation limiting the amount of tablet form cold and allergy medicines that could be purchased at one time. The tablets contain pseudoephedrine, a key ingredient in making meth. They're not Pause. the hot take comes Pause. at the end. Did you um, see that picture of Trump where he had – they, like, zoomed in on a picture of Trump and he had a drawer <laughs> full of pseudofetrin in his office? <laughs> I like the so idea that the president's saying. cooking math. <laughs> I feel like he's just doing lean in his office. Drinking <laughs> <laughs> it in his Sprite. Oh, no, that's cool. That's actually why he um, – uh, his diet Sprite. Um, that's why he um, is so weird all the time is because he's leaned out 100% of the time. Um <laughs> I actually w w had like a cold two weeks ago up here in DC and I went and bought some cold medicine and they didn't like put my name in a registry and I was super weirded out by it. I was like, what the fuck is this shit? I'm going to go cook meth now. Yeah, you should teach him a lesson. <laughs> but did you get like pseudoephedrine or did you get like just NyQuil? No, it has pseudoephedrine. Okay. Sure no, it does. Not a lot. Not it does for the purpose of the bit, god damn it. <laughs> None of a bitch. <laughs> I mean, Keep reading. I mean, you could be you could be robo tripping, my dude. I don't I don't know what you're trying to do. <laughs> so th this is this is really great. The new law worked. The number of meth labs plummeted, but cartels from Mexico soon filled the void. <laughs> oh, here we go. Yeah, Mexican <laughs> cartel. Records from the city in Tulsa. <laughs> Or primary distribution points. From there, the drug makes its way from border to border. Like, I fucking love this shit. The new law worked. We still have the meth. <laughs> <laughs> We're just importing it now. Like, NAFTA. Thanks a lot. <laughs> <laughs> NAFTA for meth. <laughs> this is why I support the USMCA. It will finally make it illegal to uh, <laughs> traffic meth. Um, <laughs> NAFTA. Um, <laughs> North American free meth <laughs> <laughs> 
Actually, that's the Portuguese solution. You make it free. <laughs> um, meth is relatively expensive and highly potent. In 2015, 265 overdose deaths in Oklahoma. Nearly one-third of all fatal overdoses were due to meth. That was 162 more than the number of meth overdoses just five years earlier. It's like, this is a huge problem, guys. What the fuck? Um... In 2017, 327 Oklahomans died from meth overdoses, a 600% increase over uh, 2007 and making meth the state's number one killer. Delaney noted the prop. <laughs> this is where it gets hot, okay? This is where it kind of gets hot, these last three sentences. So there's um, two sentences left. <clears throat> these last three paragraphs, brother. Um, Delaney noted that property crimes are a continuing problem in the floor County as addicts steal from others to feed their habits. The lives of addicts and their loved ones are being altered or destroyed. Like, I love how they put the property crimes before the fucking people dying as a problem here. Yeah, think of the well, property in County. The, the, well, the, think of the, the money lost revenue here, yeah. Carl. We're, we're utilitarians in, in this state, okay? Look, so. the, look, there there is not any sort of... We don't need to deal with a public health crisis of like being one of the biggest drug addiction centers in the country. The problem is people stealing weed whackers out of my lawn, <laughs> out of my shed. <laughs> Pawning my garden gnomes. Yeah. That's, that's the I real tragedy many... of our meth epidemic. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder how many of those property crimes are actually Bigfoot. Uh, and <laughs> All of them. Maybe stop blaming. Bigfoot maybe is addicted to meth. Addicts. <laughs> addicts are people too. Bigfoot isn't even a Homo sapiens, motherfucker. He's Homo big dickicus. Um, oh God. What? White pegged it several months ago. The state as a whole hasn't really realized, although they will pretty quick, I think. Very Trumpian sentence. The extent that meth methamphetamine is on the rise, she said. And then the fucking kicker at the end of the article. Just the fucking mind-boggling kicker. It's a terrible problem that, alas, offers no easy solutions. Why'd you write an article? <laughs> like, why, why did you devote this space to it? Why did you write it if you say that? Also, it's not true. There are a shit ton of easy solutions. Make it legal. Give them places to use it. It's literally the title. Um, invest <laughs> money Invest money in healthcare for people who are addicted to meth. Invest money and stop, stop fucking arresting all these fucking people for doing a shit ton of meth. Like, it's so simple. There's yeah, the a state, very the state easy just solution. $12 million in uh, money keeping people in prison. Maybe you can use that for, like... Harm reduction in some way. Uh, it is actually I don't, I don't that know. money is actually going to that. Um, oh, that's state question seven eighty one. Is the the money saved goes oh, to that? Okay. But yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. like they don't even fucking mention that in this fucking article that we've already started looking at that. Instead, they're like, "There's no way to deal with it. Just yeah. okies are going to do meth. Maybe like investing in rural Oklahoma instead of just being like, what if we like didn't have paved roads in a lot of the state, or like." What if we um, just destroyed all the jobs in the rural part of the state? How does that sound? Would that maybe make people see, do math? See, no. See, Carl, I don't know. There, people definitely have more of a genetic disposition to do math than others. Okay, they're a violent people. <laughs> um, they, for some reason, don't like having teeth. You know, it's. No, I, this is clearly what happened. Is they had their weed whacker stolen, and they're like, meth is on the rise. Meth, uh, this is out of control. We've got meth addicts probably stealing my shit. This is like what your grandma does when something happens and is like, I bet it was drug addicts. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably drifters. <laughs> 
It's just, it's just so, it's so mind-bogglingly, like, even for them, it's just so dumb, you know? I mean, it's just a nothing article. They list a few statistics about, we have a meth problem in Oklahoma, which, uh, indeed, <laughs> and, uh... Oh, okay. Uh-huh. And, and also, they're just like, hey, what are you going to do? <laughs> Who knows? Hey, this is the, would you just look at it, article of meth. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, I think that's our show for the week. So our Twitter is at Red Star Over OK. We also have a Facebook page and a subreddit. You can listen on SoundCloud and iTunes, as well as most other places podcasts are found. Any questions, comments, complaints, or concerns can be sent to our email account, redstaroverok at gmail.com. Please tell your friends about us and write and review on iTunes. Thanks, everybody. Have a nice week. Bye. Bye.